So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. We are discussing 1998, and the event name for this year is Halloween Horror Nights 8 Primal Scream. I am Matt, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quint. Hi. And 1998, this is... Now we are in the year for the just the personal history that I am now dating with the woman that wound up being my wife for... What is it? 16 years now. Wow. For a long damn time. <laughs> and uh, this is this is the year we met. And this is the year we... Uh, she started working at Universal Studios. And I think I have notes on that. Let me see if I have that at the bottom. Um, sort of, kind of. Uh, but this was the year I was like, oh, I think I want to see this. I want to go. And just did not get my shit together. And next thing you know, it was November and I missed it and was a little mad then. But now being the fan I am of the thing now, I'm really mad. I missed it. And it's kind of weird to me for, for you on this one, because you know, I know how much you go to theme parks and it's like the fact that you didn't go on a weekend or a one of the weekdays at all in October is just weird to me. It is. It's, I can't even really, describe that's and that's really when i say i didn't get my shit together that's just kind of my general statement to say i just never never managed to either make the effort or i don't know what kept me from doing it i can't tell you like any elaborate story that oh my car broke down this weekend and the next thing you know i i i I, my check was short there's no story behind it i so it's for lack of a better story which there is none i just apparently didn't get my shit together and got off my ass and went i didn't go well, and and to 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 be fair, you know, before you took me the first time, I was like, you know, he's like, you're like, oh well, you know, if you guys are coming in October, we should go to this. I really like this and have a good time with it every year, and maybe you will too. And I was like, oh, all right, you know. And then when I went, it was like, why are we doing this the first time now? Right, yeah. So I get it, you know. It's it's sometimes it's just one of those things that just doesn't happen it's also one of those it was i i think it was for me now i had the, the following year i went 1999 i had finally gone it was one of those things where i didn't really understand what it was till i went either it's very hard to describe until you go yes and uh my wife my wife now my girlfriend at the time she had I'll also just get to this story. It was in my later notes. Let's get to it. She, when we had met, we had, uh, she was not working at Universal yet, but she did end up working at Universal in the fall and to pick up some extra hours. And, and she didn't work in entertainment or anything exciting. In fact, it was as a very clerical entry level position, but she had always had the intentions of getting in an entertainment and a good way to get your name and meet people was to work and pick and to get some extra hours was to work Halloween hard night. So she had worked it. So she was, even though she was telling me about it, that's where I, I had heard about it in 97. I knew about it in 98. So now getting a firsthand description for it, I really started to get the idea of it. Yeah, this might be something I should see, but I still don't know what it is. And, and not until I saw it that I become the <laughs> addict I am now. <laughs> so that was yeah that was the uh but again no story of why i didn't go kicking myself every time i think about it i should have went that year but anyway i didn't i digress so uh now the primal scream is the subtitle the catchphrase marketing phrase and rent phrase for this year is the last scream you'll ever hear Mm-hmm. And the accompanying artwork. Have you? Do you got it? Oh yeah, I got <laughs> yeah. it. If you have any fear of uh, suffocation, you might not want to look at this picture. Yeah, this is. I, a- I mean, don't get me wrong. To me, it's not as gross as the one last year, but it still has that really visceral effect. I would rather suffocate than have somebody yeah. chew off my eyelids. I don't squirm at this, but I still don't enjoy the being the figure in this picture. 
Right. It's for anyone that's not seeing it, picture a almost a gold satin looking sheet uh, stretched over your face to the point that you're you're inhaling for your last breath, and all you're inhaling is is sheet and no air, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the mouth is huge with fangs uh, yep. and ugly teeth. <laughs> yep. and, I mean, it's something you'd probably want to see s- strangled, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <sighs> At the same time, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes. So, uh, dates. We got some dates here. October 2nd and 3rd is now we're almost we're almost breaking that September barrier. We're getting real close. October 2nd and 3rd is the start. We're into the 9th and the 10th, 16th and 17th, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st for this year. I really? didn't those, do... Th- those are different dates than I'm seeing. Oh, really? Yeah, because I have the second, the third, then the eighth through the tenth, so eight, nine, and ten, and then the fifteenth through the eighteenth, the twenty-first through the twenty-fifth, and then the twenty-seventh through the thirty-first. You are so right. You are so right. I'm looking at that too, and I'm looking at a second source, so I know exactly what happened. I copied and pasted this from my notes format and didn't update it. Aha! Uh-huh. That's why you have a co-host. <laughs> so yes I, mean, I was sitting, looking at this going wait a minute this is a lot less dates than the year before and that explains why so my mistake it does seem a little, uh, uh, to be a bit less dates than the year before actually there's not as many weekdays but this um, is this day this this is far what am I going to say this is not as fewer as the dates I had right so yeah. yes, yes. Thank so, you. I'm glad you were following along, or else we would have this. Yeah, <laughs> they, went, they went for a, a, a weekend, then a long weekend, then an extra long weekend, times two, um, actually times three. So they they did a, a two day weekend, a three day yep. weekend, and then three four day weekends. Yep, yep, yep. That's yep. That is correct. Those are the correct dates. And I think this is one of the few times, one of the, the first years in a while, we haven't seen them roll over into November. Yeah. So I wonder when the 31st, 31st must have been a closer to the weekend than either a Monday or a Sunday, and they yeah. just decided to shut it down. Yeah. Let me look at a calendar real quick. Uh, oh, it was a Saturday. Really? Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't pull up a pull out a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Huh. Yep. According to this. And, Interesting. Uh, Let's see, who's the Playboy cover? Because it's always funny that Playboy is always the second thing after the calendar. <laughs> oh, it's Cindy Crawford, of all people. Oh, very nice. That? <laughs> Speaking of Halloween Horror Nights today. Oh, oh. that was nice. I shouldn't say that. She's actually, oh. yeah, she's still, she's still much better looking than I've ever been in my life, so. Well, yeah, that doesn't take much. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's why I don't do a video podcast. Uh, times not exactly like last year, Sunday and Thursday, seven to midnight, and then Friday, Saturday, seven to two. The only admission price I have this year is gate admission of $42. So that's actually, I didn't do the percentages, but just looking at the numbers from last year and the year before that, that's, that's a considerable jump. It is a significant jump. We just discussed the event guide cover. And for the first time since Halloween Horror Nights three, we are increasing the mazes. Yeah. By two. We're going from three to five. Yes, they have had four before. Yep. But they, they? we are. I thought we. Really? I mean, you might well, be maybe right. Maybe not. I thought, they, I thought we held it three for the longest time. Yeah, but I thought there was one where we went four and then they went three. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look at that. I'll, I'll go through the, the other stuff and look at that. Okay. But anyway, this is the first time, absolutely the first time we've had five and we are going from three to five. Three to five. Yep. And those mazes, the titles for the year are Hell's High, Museum of Horror, Chamber of Horrors, Museum of Horror and Natural History, SS Britannic Carnage Crew, and the SS Britannic Fear and First Class. Now, the similarities in the, name, in the names are obviously intentional and it harkens back to, I think... 95 where i had thought this is what we were talking about but it's it's not so now i see that we're going to get into something that i don't think they have done uh, so th- i guess not maybe not since they may have done it before you and i have gone but this is something we have not seen and i'll get to that when we get into the mazes exactly what i'm talking about and so uh, i just checked it out 94 they did four mazes did they really yeah okay shows shows we have the festival of dead parade again uh, Horror Palooza, Inferno, and of course Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure. Still, just the one official scare zone, and that is again Midway of the Bazaar. 
Yeah, Midway of the Bazaar um, has now, of course, been become a staple. Staple, and yes. It's uh, yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. obviously it's cool because they keep keep doing it. And again, you know, we talked about this when we first talked about Midway of the Bazaar. You've got so many things you can do with it, so it's cool. Yeah, we went from a return to a tradition to a staple now. So I think the yeah. evolution is complete. Uh, show notes. I will go right into the show. Unless do I have anything particular about scare zones? It does not appear that I do for that year. Other than we know we we know what Midway of the Bazaar is, and we know that they just keep improving on it. So uh, this one was a little bit more interesting based on the text that I'm reading, in that you could actually win prizes, and they had the the skill competition things going. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could actually win prizes and and take it home to mummy <laughs> spelled M U M M Y. I think I think that was true the other years because the midway now I think the midway area has changed. Well, it's it's well, it's physically changed last year and the year before because it's jaws is gone. I think mm-hmm. it was always in that Amity area where the midways were. So this might be the first print description we're seeing about the prizes. Oh, okay. I think that was always true. Okay. Now, what might be different, and this is something to do now, or at least they did last year. I hope they do it again this year. They switched over the Midway prizes to Halloween-themed prizes. Yeah. That was always cool. I always wanted to get a Mummy Minion, but there were like there, there were those <laughs> there were huge, those huge ones. I'm not carrying that. I'm sorry. I'm not carrying that around in the park. I, I Wait, want it, but I don't want to carry it around. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, have to be the last thing you want. Right? right. Yes, exactly. Yep. And by the time we're ready to go, I'm so exhausted. I'm, you guys are drunk because I'm driving you home, but I'm so tired that I'm not. I don't have the coordination to do anything to win anything <laughs> that exactly. night. So, so yeah, that's not happening. So you know, you just need to to get your wife to come with you. Do it right up front. And let <laughs> yeah, her walk yeah, away. Exactly. With it, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. She'll be happy. You'll be happy. Everybody is happy. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's talk about the shows. Festival of the Dead Parade again. Another Mardi Gras type inspired parade where they throw beads and these the blooms again. I don't have any specific notes on the theming this year. Unfortunately, I wish I did, but I do not. Hmm. Um, I do, however, have this is something I got. These I got a while ago. I got I have four of the doubloons. Oh, okay. and it's it's much like the other ones. the The front image is is that face with the sheet or whatever you want to call it being stretched over, and the back is a repeat of the year before. So actually, no, it's a little different. I'm sorry. It's the Universal Globe in front of the arch, and instead of the imp crawling over the globe, he's like flying down to it, and says 1998 Halloween Horror Nights. Universal Studios Florida. I got four of them. I got them as a package deal for like dirt cheap. And if you, you are welcome to them. If you, because you were talking about how much, how cool you thought these were, you're welcome to my doubles. I'll have a look when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, nice little thing to have. Won't take up too much space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're welcome to them. So take a look at them when they're here. You'll see all the other crap I have that my wife just can't stand looking at because she is not a Halloween Heart Heights fan. <laughs> you know, now I'm, that I'm looking at this sheet, it's almost like liquid. You think so? It isn't, but it's almost. It okay. has that that really sh- that sheen to it where it could be. That's why I called it like a satin sheet. I know it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Satin sheets usually aren't. I don't equate them with this, but no. <laughs> satin <laughs> sheets are. Uh-huh. I'm a, yeah, I'm not going to go any further on that one. Yeah, don't have to. <laughs> right. We all got it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> The show called Inferno, again, all I have is the event guide description, which is enter a strange new dimension where powerful forces take control of your senses. You won't believe your eyes and ears as you're drawn into a web of irresistible music, amazing dance, and astounding aerial feats that electrify your soul. So, sounds like the the, the kind of now traditional musical act with the dancers and, and threw in some acrobatics or uh you know the first thing that comes to mind is always Cirque du Soleil when I see this stuff but uh I mean I don't even know if that was really uh that broad of a thing back in 98 yeah the only thing I I I think of is trapeze right Uh, the astounding aerial feat sounds like a trapeze act yes yeah okay yeah I don't know uh I I really don't know and forth and fire and you know having people jumping through hoops and fire trapeze or or that single kind of like one of those single rope performers that I've seen before like circuses and whatnot yeah that might be it too that's what I would imagine it would it would be but I yeah again don't know could have known had I gone 
but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm no. saying that to myself. I'm, I'm arguing with myself on the podcast. This is <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Clearly, you don't need a host this time. <laughs> know, right? Just Go me host. yelling at myself all episode. You're an idiot. I know. Stop can yelling you, at me. You're can still you turn on idiot. the camera and start hitting yourself too? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I can't do stop that. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> yeah, stop. How would that work? Stop hitting myself. Stop hitting myself. <laughs> uh, know, you got one hand in the other. And, yeah. <laughs> and the other hand mopping up this beer explosion. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you can still laugh at that <laughs> yeah no problem Harpalooza I don't have much on this at all and I'm looking at the brochure or the, I'm sorry the event guide okay let me read the event guide because it's more than I put in my notes the event guide says it's a never ending nightmare of non-stop entertainment featuring dazzling dancers maniac or I'm sorry maniacal musicians and more You'll scream as the Kiss Army Band takes center stage in a rock and roll spectacular that's guaranteed to wake the dead. Okay, so well, that's interesting to have two big music acts, but that's not really that's not even the first time that's happened. So I shouldn't actually I'm, say that. I'm wondering if this was um, like Lollapalooza first year or something. Oh God, I have no idea. Because that's right about the. I know that that this is right in those years when Lollapalooza was big. Yeah, Lollapalooza. Uh, what was Ozzy's tour? Ozzy had a tour too. Well, a little a bit after that. Oh, what the hell was that called? Oh yeah. Um, <sighs> God darn it. Ah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I be sitting here thinking about it. That's that's another thing. Just just as a side note, just this is like the this this episode is drawing so much woulda shoulda couldas in me there i had a chance to go see the uh the oz oz fest that's oz fest so so simple Ozfest. i had a chance to see oz fest like uh, nine out of the ten acts playing were acts i loved and i was like Meh, nah and now here i am going <laughs> what the hell were you thinking yeah uh, i'm not much of a concert guy so i never caught any of those yeah. big things but yeah uh, i see that, that's one of those things a, a big concert like that is like i don't rush to go see but when i decide to go and then i get there i'm so glad i made that decision so it's a that's that's, a, that's one of those things i have to talk myself into yeah me too yeah. mostly because uh, it's it's the crowd thing i don't like it, crowds so it's, uh, bingo yep yep that's the thing yep i had to oh yeah we discussed it several times i gotta gear myself up for events with with crowds and uh yeah and i do and it, it usually pays off i can't really think of when it hasn't so it's just the personalities we have. I mean, look at our look at our careers outside of podcasting. <laughs> they they, right. they are not crowd friendly careers. We sit packed in cubicles and offices and yeah. write code. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I think we're you and I are lucky enough to do it in offices. So, <laughs> right, we're a couple of lucky ones. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Oh, that leads into Bill and Ted, doesn't it? Did I miss yes, anything? It no, nope. those are the shows. Yep. So, yep. and uh, Mesa's will be last. So, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure. No subtitle this year. And this one starts with not the not the time-traveling phone booth, but with the DeLorean time machine. I mean, they actually have one on property. Why not use it as often as they can? You bet. <laughs> and as a nice little touch and something I would have liked to see was as it rolled into stage, TJ Hooker was hanging off the hood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was before he got really fat. <laughs> yeah, all right, yep. So the car stops. TJ Hooker demands that the drivers exit the vehicle, and it's Mulder and Scully again from the X Files. Okay, which just kind of reminds me how long that show ran. How long that mm-hmm. was like crazy like long, seven seasons or something. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I it, it was long. <laughs> I mean, I, it was so much. Now I, I'm not an X Files expert or even watch most of it but didn't they like rotate through cast like didn't they have the the robert patrick from t2 at one point and then go back to the original cast or i mean i don't even know if you know i i I don't know actually because i didn't i didn't watch it past the first three seasons (laughs) or so because then i got bored with it right well x files in character is not something i will head up because i don't know enough about it but uh i know dave from swick knows a lot about it maybe he'll do it not with me (laughs) (laughs) That was so weird because I was just about to. I just took my breath to say, "Obviously not with you." I mean, you got that out right before I said it. That was great. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So, uh, great minds think alike, and so, <laughs> so do ours. ours yeah. <laughs> well, now this is the point where the time traveling phone booth appears, and Bill and Ted pop out, and they explain they are trying to get to the Magic Kingdom to see 
Saving Private... Wow, this is an actual line. Saving the Magic Kingdom to see Saving Private Ryan on ice. <laughs> this is one of those instances where it's like, let's give you... Let's let your mental image just outdo anything we could possibly bring on stage. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's great. Again, I don't remember these notes, so I'm enjoying this as I'm reading. <laughs> that must have been like back when when Disney was doing like every freaking thing they possibly could. Yeah, ice. I know, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't see the ads. I don't know. I'm assuming they must still do it because any chance to make money, they do it. But I remember you could not get away from the ads for the longest time, and I think you're right. I think it was around this time. Oh, they still do it a oh, lot. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. I I don't know that I've ever seen one. Well, I'm a I'm a season ticket holder for the NHL, oh, and so right. I get yes. all of the freaking advertisements for those things. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, they you have probably Marvel do. on Ice, dude. Marvel on Ice. I know there's a traveling Marvel show. No, no, it's this is Marvel on Ice on, on top ice. of it. Oh God. Oh geez. How many? Anyway. Oh God, that's got to have a lot of ex-hockey players. Must. Yeah. Ugh. Although most, I think most of them are just ex figure skaters. They, you know, they got to be able to do the flouncy jumps and yada yada. My whole history or my whole knowledge base of how they cast on ice characters is from Cheers when Eddie LeBeck went on tour as a penguin on one of those on ice things. That's all I know is from Cheers. Everything I learned about pop culture, I learned from theme parks or television. That is pop culture, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, listening to the radio. That's all I need the, to know. I don't listen current. to the radio anymore. I haven't listened to the radio in like three years. I yeah, can't stand it. Every time I turn it on, I'm like, Ugh, how is this still existing? But anyway. This is this is why we create podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, A, yeah. we want to listen to them, and B, we want to listen to other people's podcasts. Yeah, yeah other people's. Yeah, it's like, I want to know. I want to listen to a someone talk about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street right now, and there it is. I can find it. Yep. Um, yep. That's anyway. That is uh, that's not even a show we're doing, but should be done by somebody. But anyway, okay. <laughs> God, I really want to get through this. Come on, I want to know what happens to Bill and Ted. Let's go. So here we go. Bill and Ted. <laughs> so uh, they're told that the uh, Saving Private Ryan on Ice attraction is no longer open. It was closed by the new management, and on cue enters the new management, which is Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci as their characters from Goodfellas. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bill sends the booth back in time for backup, and out arrives Riggs and Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon and Zorro. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I'm not entirely sure which Lethal Weapon. I think it's four, and I'll tell you why, because one of the first movies Christy and I ever saw together was Lethal Weapon 4, so I'm going to guess it was Lethal the four. Not that it matters. I mean, the same characters in all four movies. 98 was Lethal Weapon 4. There we go. Okay. Yep. I just needed to know. So, as to script, a gunfight ensues, and the Goodfellows duck into the, the closest cover they could find, which happens to be the phone booth. And, <laughs> yeah, of course. And it, and they shut the door, and as they shut the door, they are sent through time. So, with a little time passed, Bill calls back the booth, and the Goodfellows are arrive again but with some backup this time with Wasing Ku which is Jet Li from Lethal Weapon 4 see if I just kept reading I would have had the answer but I didn't Michael Myers from Halloween and Juan oh this is so cool Juan Sanchez Villa Lopez Ramirez from Highlander <laughs> How, why did they pick him of all people that's awesome wow this oh, just went to the wow. top of the list I mean there's some serious houses I want to see but ooh, this is to see someone do a Sean Connery impression as Ramirez is tough to pass up. So I think we, we just, at this point, we, we should just start pointing out which Bill and Ted we don't want to go see. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Let's just do that. Come up, let's, it should kind of come out of the, which do I want to use my time machine for? Because yep. right now it just, yeah, we're going to go. I mean, even if I go for a, for one of the mazes, I'm still going to go see Bill and Ted <laughs> right, and yep. cheat. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't care about, you know, time travel continuity and all that crap. I'm going to go see it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. We'll just say, we'll just say that. It'll save us a lot of conversation in the future. <laughs> So Riggs and Murtaugh take on Jet Li, and they back him into the phone booth, send it on its way. Joe Pesci sneaks up from behind them, hitting them both on the head, and Robert De Niro pull them. Oh, they, I'm sorry. This phone booth was not sent off because they pull uh, Riggs and Murtaugh in with them into the phone booth. Then they all leave together. 
Meanwhile, Mike Myers is chasing Bill and Ted, but is intercepted by Jamie Lee Curtis, who sends him through a trap door. And I, I actually had to, it's weird because I try to place, uh, as soon as I see a name, I immediately think pop culture. And for some reason, I don't know why, of all things, Jamie Lee Curtis, when I hear her name, I think, um, oh, what is the hell? What's the movie? Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. True Lies. I think of True Lies immediately. Oh, True Lies. Okay. And I was like, no, True Lies isn't, that's not, that's too, that's later. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She was pretty much the lead role in halloween duh oh see and every time i think jamie lee curtis i just think um oh the money one with uh, uh jamie uh, uh trading places trading places. yeah that's yeah. a good one too yep <laughs> yeah that's that's what i mean that to me that's her that's the first time i ever saw her that was her role which is funny because i mean i do i do really enjoy halloween in fact um we had uh, talked about it extensively. We did not cover it for the Grady's. We were going to do it for Halloween special. Maybe we'll do it this year, but we talked about it extensively. And for some reason, I just don't associate Halloween with her. And I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that, especially with this show. But anyway. yeah, and she's done, you know, she's doing Screen Queens now. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> and so, she's uh, married. Fright Nights. She's, she's married to one of my all time biggest idols, Christopher Guest. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I think of first is Chris Guest. And then I think of True Lies and then everything else. See, I'm just jealous of Chris Guest. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Mm-hmm. For many reasons, that being at the top. Mm. So, meanwhile, back on stage, this now, all right, this now it's getting even cooler. Zorro and Ramirez duel. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yeah. I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, uh, Zorro ends up falling down the well, rightfully so, because if you did not have Ramirez win that, we'd have a problem. Yes, I don't know what I would do, but <laughs> we have one. Michael Myers reappears. After being set down the trap door. So Bill calls for more backup. And the Avengers arrive. But not those Avengers. It is the Avengers of John Steed. Emma, the John Steed and Emma Peel Avengers. Uh-huh. Yes. This must have been the year of the remake that no one saw. Right. I certainly didn't. I don't know anyone that saw this movie. I forgot they made it. I don't even know who was in it. Uh, I want to say Ray Fiennes, but I'm not sure that's right. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, there's no way I can type in the Avengers and not get the Avengers in IMDb. The answer is, is Adam Driver. Exactly. <laughs> Hoping you'd finish it because I forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the answer is <laughs> Adam Driver. All right. Now I need to know. It was. Just, I think the biggest problem was like I think it was even Uma Thurman that they tried to get for Emma Peel, right? I that sounds familiar, but I am not sure. So yeah, it was Uma Thurman and Ralph Fiennes. Oh, it was. It was Ray yeah. Fiennes. Okay, I, that's and Sean Connery was in it. No way. Oh, yeah. that's the Ramirez. Actually, I'm glad we went through this because that's the Ramirez connection. It is the Ramirez connection. Okay. Yeah, he was August of Winter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And uh, Ray well, Fiennes I mean, I, was. I like the old. I like the old Avengers like TV show, but not this uh, Uma Thurman. Come on, really? I love Uma Thurman. I I don't. I have not mm. seen anything I don't enjoy her in. Really? Yeah, I think she's quite Watch attractive. This. Which my wife thinks she's thinks I'm crazy. Oh yeah, I think you're pretty crazy too. I mean, she's. I, I wouldn't kick her out for eating cracker. Well, I might. <laughs> Crackers, maybe not. But if she, you know. Got an Oreo or something out, then I'd kick her out for sure. There was a uh, a, a year of Bill and Ted's where they did. Uh, it was the year of my super ex girlfriend and Lady in the Water, and they both were on stage and they made the joke about no one seeing their movies. And I was like, "Oh, I saw my super ex girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I saw them. I love with Thurman. Kill Bill. Come on, Kill Bill is Kill Bill is is one of the exceptions. When she works with Tarantino, she's pretty damn good. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, but who isn't good working with Tarantino? Oh, okay. Well, um, hmm, shit. We have to go through that whole uh, which men call it the one the the double feature he did with Rodriguez. Oh no, nah. that was a, that was that wasn't bad. Rodriguez's was better. Yeah, well, I mean, they were different. I I I did not see it as. As it was intended, though, I saw them separately with time between the two. So, so I, I'm I. not. Yeah, I, I might not be the best judge of that. It wasn't terrible. It was just not his. Not his best work. Let's okay. just say that. Yeah. Well. Okay. I could see. I, I see where you're coming from with that. So, all right. Yeah, anyway, now that we've yeah, rattled, Bill, I know. Yeah, we had to have one. We hadn't had one yeah, yet. I know. Okay. So now let's see. Uh, oh, so now okay. Emma Peel takes on Mike Myers, 
And John Steed fights Ramirez. And Steed defeats Ramirez with his umbrella. <laughs> and, and then he goes to face Myers with him appeal. They lead Myers to the rooftop where Scully shoots him down. I forgot the X-Files people are here. So. Oh, yeah. so now with evil seemingly defeated, it's time to rock, which I actually, I, I did write that sentence. I'm not proud to say it. <laughs> they invite their new, the new friends they made while they were tra- traversing the country in their time machine. And it's their friends from Colorado and it's the kids from South Park. Oh, God. I was wondering when <laughs> South Park was going to show up because I knew this was the South Park year. Yeah. So the song and dance finale begins with a square dance to the tune Kyle's mom is, is a stupid bitch, which that is pretty <laughs> damn funny. That's awesome, actually. I love it. (laughs) This song is interrupted when Robert De Niro says this is horrible, and he shoots Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You killed Kenny. Brilliant as well. (laughs) So Bill makes an announcement and brings out a couple more guests, and it's Rose and Jack from Titanic. So I'm guessing Titanic was that year? That's a movie I've never seen. Really? 89? Here's the thing. It's like two and a half hours long. Uh Uh-huh. And if you fast forward to the last 15 minutes, it's all you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, I have seen the last 15 minutes, I think, because it's, it's played on everything. Right. The last 15 minutes is fantastic. The freaking boat goes down. Okay. Tit- Up until then. <sighs> <laughs> Titanic was uh, 97, so it was a vol- that, that still fits in. They'd go with the past year plus, and if it was a, I think it was a Christmas release, wasn't it? So that makes perfect so. sense. Now, I don't even know why I'm worried about that. Doesn't matter. Uh, the men and women on the stage split and begin performing the Titanic. Inspi- oh, this is cool! Ins- inspired Summer Nights version uh, version of Summer Nights from Greece. Nice. Okay, that's kind of cool. Kind of funny. Uh, following that song, Rose from Titanic comes out and performs a rap. Uh, I have to believe, even though I don't have it in my notes and it was not in my source material, I have to believe that Celine Dion was the lead into that rap, which would be make that. 10 times funnier that she starts singing my heart will go yes. on and go into a hardcore rap i, I have to, that would be funny i have to believe that the talent which which is far past my any talent i have i had thought of that and did that if mm-hmm. they didn't do it do it <laughs> <laughs> do it retro style we'll, yeah we'll right. laugh anyway right because we're gonna have that time machine and get it ready for when we get there right but we have yeah. to send this podcast back in time for them to hear to oh i just something just burst in my head that doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I do it when I vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> that might be one of the funniest things you've said yet. <laughs> I think it is, actually. And that's sad. It took this many years to say that. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, let's see. This was, okay, apparently this was like the old Rose the whole time, which makes that even funnier. And then young Rose oh, rushes out to ask old rose what she did with the necklace old rose explains that she threw it overboard and young rose punches her in the jaw and knocks her out (laughs) Uh, the wedding singer robbie hart takes center stage and starts performing you spin me round that's a reference i get i've actually seen that i've seen that too Uh, the song leads into hail to the chief as president bill clinton enters the stage which i I don't it's safe i mean i don't know if it's someone Performing as Bill Clinton or Bill Clinton. It could have been him knowing him, you know? Yeah, you know? <laughs> <That would be laughs> obviously not, but still the idea is hilarious. Uh, he takes a moment to apologize for his indiscretions with Monica Lewinsky and promises that nothing like that will ever happen again. Monica breaks onto the stage with a rousing rendition of You're the One I Want, <laughs> I want from Greece, another Greece callback. Bill joins in with his saxophone and the stage explodes in the grand finale. So this sounds like another really fun show to have seen. Yep. And I'm betting that Bill chases Monica off the stage. <laughs> yeah, someone does, I hope. Lewdly and lasciviously. <laughs> right, yep. <laughs> so, yes, Bill and Ted's. I mean, yes, I think it's a, a great idea for you to say, we just want to go back and see Bill and Ted's. So Every year. Every year, yep. Okay, on to the mazes. Now... Let's uh, you know what? Let's get let's get this one out of the way, and then I'll get into what I was talking about a few episodes ago. So, Hell's High, that's in the Nazarman's area, and this was a dilapidated high school. It was a that was turned into a set for a slasher movie. The film's villains were went nuts and kind of uh, sort of possessed and already psycho. And when the director would yell "cut" between takes, the villains villains kind of kept going. 
And anyone that wandered onto the set was part of the massacre that was planned out for the film, but things got out of control, and this is this is what we got. So it's a high school setting, but for a film with psychotic or and or possessed actors running amok, which sounds pretty damn cool. It does. They've got enough layers going on there that it just sounds really fun. Yes. Yeah, so this is this is obviously got to be the Blood House. In fact, I'm already looking at oh, it yeah. in my notes. It's the Blood House. Yeah. Uh, now on to the other houses. This is what I had thought we were we stumbled on a couple episodes ago, but it's not. This the next four houses. I they've never done this since we have gone. I don't know that they have done this since I've gone. I just don't remember. I don't think they have. Uh, but I, I don't want to say that for sure because I, I don't know. But these four houses, they're, they're two pairs. They go hand in hand. Yeah, that's what I'm reading here. Yeah, this is a really cool idea. First up, we'll talk about Museum of Horror. There's two of them. This is a split. Soundstage 22 is split in half. Museum of Horror, Chamber of Horrors on one side. Museum of Horror, Unnatural History on the other. So both were uh, museum-themed. Uh, first was the Universal Classic Movie House. That's that's there. We're not quite into a staple yet, but it's it's become a recurring tradition, is what I like to say, because it comes yeah. and goes. The other side was a modern day uh, monster kind of thing, like a. Uh, I guess I want to say like. No, um, oh, I don't even know what to what to say. Modern modern mythos. Yeah, like vampires. Uh, Maybe a take on Chupacabra being more human than beast. Yeah. Uh, maybe a really savage type of, uh, <laughs> I almost said Sam Squanch. Uh, that's a different <laughs> show. Sasquatch. <laughs> so that, that from the sounds of it, that kind of thing. Really, really neat idea. I like this. I would have really enjoyed seeing this. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a really cool idea. And especially, again, you know, like, like we were talking about bringing the, uh, in the Chamber of Horrors, bringing like the Frankenstein Dracula, Dracula Wolfman of the, of the Universal Classics back and then flipping it around. And then you get to go and see some of the more modern renditions of those types of things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, that, uh, that uh, great dichotomy. Yeah. Yes. Very good word. Uh, and, and I, I, this had to be, a challenge, but a, a challenge, but a fun challenge to tie the two together, but make them two completely different things. Because you don't want to go through and see like, oh, it's the same building, but with different characters. I'm sure. I know. I mean, I, there's no right, doubt that they knew that. So this had to be a really interesting challenge to make them tie really together, but different. I don't think that would have been that challenging. I think it would have been more fun than challenging because well, that's a, a you know, fun challenge. The, I mean, in, I with mean, the Chamber of Horrors, you can do this old timey feeling uh, museum, right? And with the Museum of uh, the Unnatural History one, you can do like a much more modern art museum ish sort of thing, a cleaner type of museum, and you both get that museum feel, but you also still get two completely different types of environments. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's you know, and that's probably a better take on than what I had because I I envisioned it as the same building but different wings but you that's uh, probably a better take it again i didn't see it i could have would love to go and see what they kicking did you know? the crap out of myself mentally that i didn't go i should have all these answers but i don't have them mm. uh so yeah uh, so it's a real <laughs> it's a real disservice to not only that but to chronolo to uh the the chronicling of this event that i didn't go and can't say <laughs> what it was well, if anybody out there knows, please tell us because, yeah. you know, especially this one, it's like we would really like to know what the what the differences were and, and how they handled it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, pictures, uh, verbal accounts, uh, write us an email, anything, anything, because I, I don't have it. So, yeah, we'd love to hear more about it. Uh, the second set of houses, this was split between the earthquake queue and this was a... Uh, that was called the SS Fritanic. Uh, first section was SS Fritanic Fear in First Class. Second was SS Fritanic Carnage Crew. So obviously the Wreck of the Titanic theme type thing. And the first one that I mentioned, the Fear in First Class, this was the wreckage of the sunken ship. It was the, the first class side, the darkened state rooms, the deck ballroom. These were all haunted by the host, uh, I'm sorry, the ghost of the former passengers. Yeah. So uh, this was, I I I think I'm, I, Im I'm imagining that this would be where we would have seen uh, Mike as the captain. 
It's either that or the other because the other was yeah it probably was yes because, because the other, well, was yeah, the other yep. one yep. yeah the other one is is a little different so I think this is probably where we would have yep. seen the guy ca- ca- I think you're right and, and this was probably where where Mike would have been working the cool part about this is that um, I've seen the captain section of the SS Titanic but not not the years Mike Aiello was doing it for the twentieth was it the twentieth. I think it was 20 20 they had like a best of house and mm. they pulled the captain's room into that house so Fun. i've seen that i've seen that but i've not seen the whole thing so at least i can say even though i missed this year i did see a small part of it cool yep yeah that that was that's yeah so that's about all i can say about this year that's my <laughs> only that's the only bit of uh cred i had credibility i have in this episode is that i saw <laughs> one room for this house Two years later. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. Wait, 12 years later. 12 years Jeez, later. Yeah, yeah, 12 years later. Um, okay. Uh, the, uh, so now we're talking about the uh, other side of it, which was the Carnage crew. This was the lower depths, the lower levels of the, of the house, of the, uh, I'm sorry, of the ship. And it was what was haunted by the, the crew, the less, uh, I guess you'd say, fancy it, side. It, the heaven quotes the skeleton crew. Yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. No, wait. Titanic was out. So James Cameron did his whole submersive crap already. Yeah. So they had imagery to work from of what a sunken ship of this size looked like. So I can only imagine what they did. Well, I, yeah. I know what they did with one room, but I can only imagine what they did with the whole maze on both sides so this was probably pretty incredible so this and is one of, one of my other favorite houses they've done that i've gone to has been boat themed as well and they uh you know if it was anything close to that they, they do a really good job of that confined quarters feeling and just you know the creaking back and forth and stuff like that they they do you know when when they say that they get all of your senses going they really do i think and if i'm wrong someone please correct me because we're now we're getting into years where people uh have we're getting more people have been to the event i believe this was the house that was a large portion of it was built on an angle as if the the boat was laying on the bottom Uh, of the ocean and you had to hold yourself up (laughs) along the railings that would be cool yeah yeah so this is i the, like one of those mystery spot things yeah right yeah a little bit of that vertigo <laughs> thing going on yep. right yep if that's true which i think it is that's the house i want to go back to I, hands down i want to go back to this one yeah. I, I i just don't know if i have to pick between fear and first class and carnage crew that'd be tough but i'd probably go with carnage crew yeah if it's if it is the if i if i'm right about the angles that's where i'm going so I would have to go back in time stand at the exit and say were any of those floors on an angle and if they say yes i'd get in line <laughs> again taking this seriously like this could actually happen right of course <laughs> so well, that couldn't it yeah i know well, yeah, i'm ain't over yet might happen <laughs> other notes that is it for i have there for the event it was there for the mazes so that that concludes the main coverage and now my miscellaneous notes unless there's anything you want to talk about nope okay other notes this is big 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 and it's going to be even bigger later knott's berry farm up to this point, Knott's Berry Farm owned Halloween. They call oh, really? It, they call it Not Scary Farm, and they still do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never been to it. And, uh, well, I mean, I may. I was going to say I probably won't, but that's not true. I might go. Yeah. Uh, so now Universal's, we, we got, there's obviously it's not going away. I mean, it's this is number eight, so it's... It's a uh-huh. it's an event. It's a tradition. It's it's annual. It, it's 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 a it's, thing. It's its own. It was thing. bigger this year too. Like like they've got five mazes and yep. and the shows were looked like that they, they were had a lot of headline things going with the shows. It looked really big. The uh, Knott's Berry Farm was asked about Universal's increasing presence on Halloween. Spokeswoman for the park said publicly this year, nineteen ninety eight, that they were aware of Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights event but they doubted it will ever upstage not Barry's farm and quote we are the king of halloween and i wanted to make a little bit of a deal out of this quote because we're going to revisit this in a couple years well not only that it's it's this is a bit of as as um Daring fireballs john gruber says this is good claim chowder you know (laughs) right yeah 
Because, uh, yeah. I can't believe um, this is the first time Gruber's been quoted on an EOS podcast now that you mention it. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is huge claim yep. chowder because seriously, uh, you know, when people think of, of theme parks and Halloween right now, uh, not scary farm is not really even in the in the running. No, no. It's, I uh, mean, uh, more people will go to Disney than than not scary farm even. <laughs> it's well, I, uh, I I don't know. I've not been to it. It's a tradition. If I go out to Halloween, although I learned something, I told you about this. I learned something this week about Hollywood. I'm sorry, I said Halloween about Hollywood. I kind of would like to go out to Universal Hollywood to see uh, their their. I've never been. I've been there plenty of times as the park. I've never been there for Halloween Hard Nights. I kind of like to see their take on it, except for the fact that I learned that it's a dry event, which is. Yeah, I'm not going there for a dry event. Yeah, Sorry. which is uh, astounding. I, I mean, I I cannot see a definitive refuting of that fact, so I think it's true. If it's not, I hope it's not, but I can't imagine that, so that would keep me from going. But if I were to go, I would probably also go to Knott's Berry Farm while I'm in the area yeah. just to see what they have because I'm going to go to Hollow Scream. Don't hate me, Halloween Horror Nights fans, please, because my heart belongs to Halloween Horror Nights and always will, but I want to see what Hollow Scream is because it's been in my Halloween Hard Nights has been in my ear since I've lived in Orlando, and and that has been in my other ear because it's the other event in Tampa. I just want to see, just so I can see. So please, Hollow Scream? yeah, that's uh, Bush Gardens Halloween. Oh event. yeah, yeah, you told me about that one. Yeah. Yep. So please don't hate me for saying that. I just want to see what it's like. It's like a Star oh, Wars I, fan going to see the latest Star Trek. Yeah, nobody's nobody's ever gonna hate you for that. I mean, you're supporting Halloween Horror Nights at the Yin Yang. Oh yeah, seriously, right? Yeah. It's not gonna be a big deal, right? <laughs> the best thing happened to me the other day. This was this made me so happy. I caught well. It's a this is a, another little bit of of um, the show show news. You and I we we've talked extensively about our plans going. You announced that we have our tickets and everything planned mm-hmm. out and a tour. Well, since then, our friend Dave, who joined us for 24, is now coming, and he's bringing his girlfriend, who's a newbie. So we've got a newbie, which is going to be fun as hell to report. Oh, yeah. So I had so, a newbie, and she's a girl. So yes. that's, well, of course, she's a girl, but right. that's going to be even more fun because I, I got to say, when the screaming starts, you notice the women more than the guys just because <laughs> the pitch is higher. So um, I, I got their tickets, and I... Uh, had to call to see if I could add them to our tour, which luckily I did. But this is the cool thing that happened. I, I called and told them my name, gave them my order number for that particular tour. And this was uh, like the general VIP services. So she, she super, super nice woman. Everyone that's been nice uh, with uh, these these tours. Uh, if, if you are hesitant to call to find out information, don't be because they are so freaking nice. So so do it if... if uh, just to put that out there. But anyway, she transferred me to the Halloween Hard Nights VIP experience coordinators. And he the first thing he gets on the phone, he's like, Hello, is am I speaking to Matt? I'm like, Yes, this is Matt. And he's like, Hello, my name is I think it was Robert. He's like, My name's Robert. And I see I see we have you down for quite a few things this year. What can I help you with? When he said that, <laughs> I was so so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're here for oh, you're here for quite a few things. So <laughs> which one do i need to adjust oh <laughs> nice. uh, yes yes okay anyway back to the uh the show um into my miscellaneous notes the uh rides and attractions that are open confrontation twister ride it out this is the year twister opened oh yeah and by some miracle it's still there <laughs> i'm bill paxton uh, <laughs> Fantastic World oh, of Hanna Barbera, Terminator Two, Three D, The ET Adventure, uh, uh, Jaws, <laughs> Earthquake, Back to the Future Ride, and Beetlejuice's Greater Review. I, I, the thing that amazes me here is that we are still at the Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And like, considering like it's the, it at will this be, point, this is getting really old. It's really old, and it will be two different things by the time we're done. That's the funny yeah. thing. This is the thing that changes most. In fact. Uh, it's what do we got here? Kong soon. and Jaws and oh, all right, Earthquake and Back to the Future. More than I thought actually changed, but they only changed once. This changes twice. Mm. Uh, this was the year the Universal Studios Classic Monster Cafe was open during the event. Now, have you ever been in there? This is one. It's right at the front of the park, and we usually zip right by it because we always go to the park with a specific intention. I don't I think we've ever think- taken the time to see this. 
Yeah, I don't think we ever go in. You've okay. pointed it out several times. I know I know exactly where it is. We'll have to rectify this next time we go. Now, it's it's yeah. obviously a classic monster thing, and it's not necessarily your thing, but you will appreciate this. I mean, there's oh, yeah. it's beautiful to begin with inside. It's well decorated, and it's got some really neat things from the movies. It's got little bits and pieces of the set but the thing that i think that is really neat is that for every section there's like a brighter frankenstein section there's a frankenstein session there's a dracula there's a uh creature from the back lagoon there's a this island earth there's there's a, a one for every major icon somewhere in each section there is a framed two or three i think two pages of the shooting a copy of the shooting script from that movie from the year it was shot then that oh, to cool. me is a really neat piece of movie history yeah, for sure. So we'll have to take a time, take the time just to dip in there so you can see it next time yep. in October. Absolutely. There was a one night only concert featuring Leonard Skinner, Peter Frampton, and Tommy Shaw, and that was on October eighteenth. Now I, I know all these names. If I had to go, I would be going on the eighteenth <laughs> just to see Leonard. Yeah. Uh, let's see, and I already talked about. Uh, the year uh, that I met my wife and she did a little work there, so I won't go on that. Although I will tell you this, I, I don't think she'll mind me telling you this, what her job was. Her job was, it sounds cooler than it was, but this was her job at Halloween Horror Nights. She sat on top of the building facade in New York during the parade. Okay. And as we talked about before, the parade has music, a soundtrack, and it has fireballs yep. that launch during this. She was on Firewatch. She had a certain radius that she had to look at all night during the parade and make sure something that wa- was not supposed to be on fire wasn't on fire. <laughs> oh, great. So she's basically a volunteer firefighter. Well, not even because she was sitting there with a the radio, and if she saw something, she had to report it. Luckily, okay. that never happened, but that was her very first Halloween Horror Nights job. Dang. Yep. That's a, that is actually a pretty cool thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we heard from Mike what his first yep. one was, and that was like, that was also crew, like backstage stuff. So it's cool. To, like, just even those little things are kind of cool to get that, uh, that reminder that all of these types of people still have to be there. And there's a whole lot more going on in the background than you, you might think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen, that's pretty neat knowing the different people I know at Halloween, I mean, sorry, at Universal Studios, that I, I a lot of them get involved with the event in so many different ways. And I don't get to see what they do. I really wish I could, but I certainly don't want to cause any trouble for anyone and not want to get myself into any kind of situation where I'm on a, a, list, a list I don't want to be on. But right. I do love hearing about it. In fact, um, my, my wife still does work with Halloween Horror Nights to an extent, which is so different then and it's still in the entertainment department but so different than what was described to us by mike in his interview and different from my other friends that do things so it's really fascinating thing and it's to them i don't say they take it for granted but to them it's a job to me i just sit there with my jaw dropping going man you are just this is so different than what i do for a living yes it's so neat it's so neat Although I, I mean, at the same time, I, I have to think about the fact that they have to deal with customers every day, and then exactly. I'm, I'm not so, it, I'm not so jealous. No, that's a, and that's yeah. I mean, and she says says that too. I mean, her, I mean, she's telling me, or I'm, I should say, it's more me uh, picking and choosing to remember the really, really cool stuff. She's told me just sure. as much of the bad stuff, and I just push it right out of my head. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a job, a job, and it was. Uh, every job comes with it's good and bad. So right. and I mean, even, even Mike was saying, you know, well, geez, I'm glad to be out of meetings and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, right yeah. You know, we got to remember for them, it is a job job, but at the same time there, uh, you know, same thing for me, for me, there's, there's really cool parts of my job too. And there's real highlight times where it's like, okay, that makes it all worth it. And they have those too. It's yep. just, you know, very, are very public, very different than what our highlights are. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. So that is it for this year. I did want to share something here at the end. Uh, I did record. I was doing some testing of recording because we are going to do extensive coverage of 25. I I don't think we've we've laxed at saying that we're going to do that. And I went out on a hunt for a Halloween Horror Nights piece of merchandise. And I'm going to, I made a special out of it, but then I realized it's very short, much better to put it inside an episode. So I'm going to play it here to wrap up the episode. And then I'll talk a little bit about what that was. I am Matt and I am solo in this episode. 
I was going to say flying solo, but I'm actually driving solo in this episode. I am driving out to Universal Orlando Resort, headed to Universal Studios, and I am headed there specifically to pick up some Halloween Horror Nights 25 merchandise. It is July 11th, and there's already merchandise in one of the stores. And if you follow all the Halloween Horror Nights hashtags and in Twitter and the other social media sites that are also covering haunts and specifically Halloween Horror Nights, you probably already know what that is. But if you don't, and you are wondering and curious what I'm going to pick up at, on July 11th of all times, I mean, it's a little early, but maybe not so early for an event this big, but when you find out what it is, it'd be really odd to hear that I'm picking it up in July. So I will get to that reveal when I find it pay for it, talk about it, but for now, I'm going to take you along inside the studio as I go to hunt that, well, it's not really a hunt, I know exactly where I'm going, as I go into the park, to the store that has said merchandise, purchase it, and let you know what that is, and we'll go from there. I am parked and about to make the long walk to the park, that is, as soon as I can get out, there is just a flow of people decided to come between my car and the car next to me, so waiting patiently for him to pass. Oh, and another group. Well, guess what? I see a gap after that second group. The door's going to fly open, so I'll be back when I'm inside the park. I am inside the park and headed to the store, which I just realized I know what store I'm going to. I'm not 100% sure where it is. It's a store I don't go to frequently. In fact, I mean, I wouldn't even say I go once a year. And if I do go at all, it's probably around a specific time of year, which will make more sense very soon. But uh, I know the general proximity of it, so I am walking towards it now. And I had a 50-50 shot of what alley to duck down. And from the looks of it, I chose poorly, to quote the Grail Knight, which is a completely different show on Neo's as. If you heard that, that was Optimus Prime. I'm walking my Transformers, so. Um, I'll be back when I find the store, which can only be around one of three remaining corners. Alright, I'm approaching the store, and I, I did choose the exact wrong turn to make, so uh, if I had gone one more street and shut down an alley, I'd be right at the store. So I am walking in now. Uh, it's a very festive store, a very specifically themed store, and you're going to hear more about it very soon. Okay, just left the store, but I don't have a bag in my hand, so probably wondering what the hell was that all about. Well, alright, here's what it was. There is a Halloween Horror Nights ornament at the Christmas store, although there's a little bit of a more to it than that. It is a custom-made option or custom option to an ornament at the Halloween at the Christmas store. So I had to order one, which is no problem. I live right down the road. I also have someone that can come pick it up for me. So I did ordered it. First piece of Halloween Horror Nights 25 merchandise. First official piece is, well, on order. That's paid for, so I consider <laughs> ownership of it, sort of. I know that's probably technically not true, but. So that is it. I took a picture of the one they have on display. I will put that along with the post of this special episode. If I don't already have mine, uh, I got the uh, option of Jack on the front, the Halloween Horror Nights 25 logo on the back. And uh, that is, uh, yeah, that is what this was. So a little, little, uh, disappointed in the grand finale of this, but if you didn't know about that, there is a Christmas ornament option at the Christmas store at Universal Studios, so it is right across from Terminator, the, uh, I don't know what side you would call it, not the side, or I'm sorry, it's across from Transformers, not Terminator, so not the side where the Transformers meet and greet is, but the other side, so go down the alley, it's on the corner, can't miss it, there's some statues of uh, wooden soldiers and nutcrackers at the entrance. Go in, look to your left, you'll see the, the display, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The display piece of the ornament, and then ask a clerk for some help, and they are very nice, very helpful, they'll hook you up, and you can get your Halloween Heart Nights Christmas ornament. So, the Christmas part was what I was referring to when I said, odd thing to be buying in July for Halloween. 
So that's right. Just came off July 4th, bought a Christmas ornament of a Halloween theme. So there's the, the oddity of it that I was kind of alluding to. So that's it. Um, that is really it for this episode. So I am going to go enjoy the park for a little bit before I have to go do some things at home. And until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Okay, so as everyone has just heard, I did find the the Christmas ornament that has made its way around the Halloween Horror Nights community, and it was this was very important. I I don't know if I missed this or if it hasn't been reported, but it's important to note that it is a custom calligraphy item, is what it's classified as. So you do have to special order it. And at the time I ordered it, she was three days behind, but it didn't matter because I'm local and that was no big deal. I'm happy to say, as I'm sitting here, it is right here on my desk in the studio and it is gorgeous. Nice. Absolutely gorgeous. It is the combination of the two things I love most, Halloween and Christmas. If For anyone that doesn't know the work we do at Neo's as every year we do a huge, it's now gotten huge, uh, worldwide art project where we, we have artists participate and and customize a, a specific item that we have put together and they send it back and we auction it off and all the proceeds go to toys for Tots. So Christmas is a huge thing for us at Neo's as just pimp it. It's the art more. Okay. Project. It's, it's called it's, the Artmore project. Yep. Yeah. Um, Artmore project at uh, all that information on it is at Neo's as so that is uh, Halloween and Christmas. My two favorite times of year. And since I'm, for lack of a better term, the driving force behind Neo's as it becomes Neo's as his two favorite times a year. And to have a Halloween Horror Nights Christmas ornament, I can't think of a better thing to own. I, you know, it is perfectly a matte thing. Yep. And, and the price, now that I found out that it's handmade, the price is, is not that exorbitant. It was in the uh, $30 range. I did get a bit of a discount with the uh, the pass I have, which but that was a, a discount on the base of the ornament, which was $6. I mean, the rest came from the calligrapher. And to find out that it was hand done, I, I think was a fair price for a theme park. So sure. So if you're looking for one, be aware you could, if depending on what this the workload the uh, calligrapher has, uh, it may be a day or two or, or more wait, but it's it's worth it. And I love it. I'm happy to have it. And there will be pictures following this on Twitter and Facebook for sure. Cool. So that is it for this episode. And that is really it for this era of, as far as we're concerned, in, uh, on our coverage, because everything finally changes next year. Now it's not going to be all speculation. It's going to be memories from me at least and then they're hazy they're gonna be hazy at first i'll tell you that much <laughs> and i will say the first couple of years i did not go multiple times nor did i see everything so that we're going to build up to that but we're finally going to i'm going to be able to put pieces together from my own experience so delivery might turn out to be a little different i think for the better and i think for the better and you'll be able to ask questions that i can answer instead of guessing at maybe in some cases so i'm really looking forward to entering this new chapter as it were of the show so I do have one, I don't know, I guess, comment or question. Um, uh-huh. What happened to the icons? We, we started with some icons, and now the last two shows we've done, there's been no mention of an icon. What, what, what's going on? Okay, man? So we're going to start, when we get to 2000, we're going to hit a new a, a new era. It's, it's referred to as an era, and rightfully so, because when we hit 2000, I'll tell you now, uh, just to get it out of the way, spoil, damn the spoiler for you, because everyone else knows it. This is the first appearance of Jack oh so jack okay. sets off a new era and a new generation for halloween horror nights where we're going to have icons all the way up until when you started going even though people tend to kind of dump on lady luck but she is an icon granted she came at the worst possible time because gear shifted the next year but she is an sure. icon so from 2000 to 2011 that's a long damn time we got a lot to talk about when it comes to icons so that's coming up very okay. quickly in fact it's coming up I- in two shows I know you you were just mentioning like, you know, eh, you know, icons and stuff in the last yep, you know, in, in two that's, episodes ago. And then it was all of a sudden it's like, where are they? That's why I was all that's why I was hesitant to call the Crypt Keeper an icon because he's not in the icon era. But got it. I mean for uh, the, that, it's making sense to me now, yeah. For five, it's hard not to call him an icon. He was on every bit of advertising. He had his own house, he had his own show at the end. So I consider him for better or for worse, right or wrong. I consider the Crypt Keeper an icon, though he was not part of the icon era. Cool. So that is now that is finally it for this episode for 1998. Uh, we will be back 
with 1999, and I think about that time between episodes, we should have that first timers tip episode done that we discussed earlier because it's better to get it out now. It's we're recording in July, but you can buy everything you need to get in Halloween Horror Nights now, and better to get it now than wait at the end because you might not yes. get the day you want. So, no sense in us not putting out that episode as soon as possible because you cannot plan to that's the first note in my show notes is you cannot plan too early for Halloween Horror Nights yeah and not only that you can always listen to it again before you get there so more on that coming up very soon I want to thank everyone for listening as usual and all of our contact points are following the credits so we will see you again in that special episode and again of course in 1999 thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening.